0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time for another episode of The Hangover. And pretty soon, well, maybe a week from now, we're going to have a real hangover. We're going to have what the show was meant to be from the very beginning, the aftermath of a Pittsburgh Steelers football game. And that's exactly what will be coming to you. I cannot wait. I know neither can you, because if you're hanging out with us, right now you know what that means that means you're bleeding that black and gold now as you can see tony defios along here with me tony how are you my friend
1: i am great i am fantastic six days from now no wait a minute yeah no five days from now we'll be uh watching a Steelers game for the first time since january it's hard to believe it's gone by so fast how are you i'm doing pretty
0: good as you can see we're missing one Um, We are missing for the second week in a row, Shannon White, taking care of some family business. We wish Shannon and his family all the best. He will be back very soon, and I can't wait to see Shannon on here again, but he needs to take some time off, and uh, once again, uh, Shannon, I hope everything goes well, and we will see you right back here. Anything you need, you've got Bad and Tony. Your BTSC family loves you, So and so do everybody In the live chat. If you're here in the live chat, you know you're very important to us, near and dear. George Teston's the first one in the house tonight. It's good to see George there. Lots of great names as well. Tony, I know you're excited. Six days away, and we are going to talk about that. But I'm going to talk about something real quick. Uh, We talked about it last night because, as you know, I'm the kind of person that I'm into pop culture. I Really, I'm a fanboy. I have no problem saying that that I am ever since I was a little kid. And two of my favorites from when I was a kid passed away in the last 24 hours. We lost TC, Roger Mosley Jr., from Magnum P.I. And if you watch this show, you know Tony and I love Magnum P.I. It's one of our all-time favorite shows. And TC was so cool. Oh, yeah. So we watched we lost Roger yesterday and that uh, when I brought it up to Big Bro Sco, right before the Q&A, he had to call Kyle over. They were they were crushed because they watch that show all the time. And Kyle's what Kyle's 16 and he's really into it. So, I mean, that's uh, that's one of those things that uh, I take celebrity deaths to heart because I feel like I grew up with them just like I feel when we lose a member of the Steelers, we lost Jack Delaplane last week. When when you lose somebody like that, you feel like you grow up with them. You feel like they're a part of your world, even though you're not a part of theirs. You're a fan in their world. But we lost one today that I just found out right before we went on the air. And this was probably my, maybe my second crush. Believe it or not, my first crush in the 70s as a kid was Barry Osmond.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this
0: one this one was bigger when this one came along I'll never forget my uh, my mom and dad taking me to the dollar theater in Johnstown it was called the Bantam 4 to see this movie called Grease and when I saw sweet Sandy played by uh, Olivia Newton-John I was immediately smitten she was the nice girl. <laughs> then when then when I when I heard about we got to the end of the movie and then bad girl sandy came out and you saw a different side and I was like whoa. <laughs> and I I remember Gene Shalit just busting on this movie on the Today show. And I saw it. I don't know what I was doing watching the Today show. It was over Christmas, I think. And I uh I made my sister cause I couldn't really write that well. I made my sister <laughs> take a letter and I wrote a letter. I don't think my mom ever sent it to George Jean shallot but I, 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 I just went crazy. So, um, Olivia Newton, John died today at age 73. Tony Greece was a big part of my, my uh, life. And I was actually even in Greece, my senior year of high school. Um, but, my wife just found out about it i knew that's her all-time favorite movie in fact i bought her a Rideau high (laughs) t-shirt uh just last year for christmas i it's just uh we just my my mom and dad loved that movie my sister we were all big fans of greece and olivia newton john had a great career not just that i mean on the radio one Mm -hmm. of the biggest number ones the number one song of the 80s was physical Yeah. she could do it all. What are your thoughts on the loss of both TC and Sandy from
1: Greece, Olivia Newton-John? Well, I mean, I grew up watching Magnum PI and, you know, people always say, well, so-and-so didn't make it into movies. They were just on TV. But for people like me who love TV, I mean, it, they become part of your life for years. You see them week after week. And I was certainly uh TC Roger Mosley and on that show for almost a decade. So uh yeah, I mean, it was sad to sad to, you know, to hear that news and, Olivia Newton-John, that was even a bigger shock because she was so young, 73, and uh, I mean, she was a multi-talented, you know, obviously actress, singer, and like you, I remember that uh, "Let's Get Physical" video from what 81, 82, something like that, right after videos yep. started becoming popular on MTV. So uh, it's, it's, it's such a shock uh, uh, for the entertainment world to see uh, both of those icons lost within a, a two-day, within a day of each other.
0: So, um, for some reason, Dill Dill is uh, making fun of me. Did I say Greece or Greece? Is there is, is there a difference the way it came out? Uh, saying Greece Gre- is entirely different.
1: Greece, Greece and Greece are they're pronounced the same way. Okay,
0: I I've uh, maybe I'm just confused, but you know one thing that I know when the, when you're growing up and your pop culture is one of the things, and the Steelers are a big part of your thing, you know, they mix. And when you think about the 1970s, you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and probably one of the biggest draws in the 1970s, because of music and because of movies, became Olivia Newton-John. So it's it's really, it's one of those things. I actually think about Olivia Newton-John when I think about the Steelers, because the 70s, that's those were the biggest things around, and now we're looking at this weekend and looking for more stars to emerge. And it's going to be a very big weekend if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I know it's just a preseason game, so that uh oh okay, Dill it says didn't realize you meant the movie theater for movie. My bad, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, if I said we went to Greece, they took me to Greece. Um, yeah, they, I'm just confused, but, uh, and I'm confusing everybody else in my grief here, but all I'm trying to say is this weekend with the preseason game starting, I know a lot of people are not into the preseason. It's huge for us here at BTSC because we players like crazy, Tony, and we, it's our job to know the 53rd man on the roster and the 90th man trying to make the roster, Tony. So how, what's your excitement level for this weekend?
1: Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's higher than it's been in in, in a while because of the whole quarterback thing, you know, all three guys are going to play reportedly. And, and, uh, it's still somewhat up in the air. as to who's going to be the starter in week one. So, I mean, (laughs) uh, this, I think it's, it's this year, the preseason is important for at least from an individual standpoint, when it comes to the the, the quarterback play, and and uh, I'm, I'm I can't wait to see how Trubisky looks with the first team offense, and and of course, obviously Rudolph, we've, we've heard so much about him throughout camp of how his improved play, and of course, Kenny Pickett, the first round pick, uh, you know he, he apparently has been improving as camp has progressed. So I'm just I'm just excited about those guys, and of course George Pickens, how can you not uh, be excited to watch that guy for the first time? And I just hope he dominates. So, Kenny
0: Pickett, his uh, completion percentage from week one to week two just skyrocketed. He uh, he was completing close to 70% in week two. So, that's absolutely amazing to me. Trubisky really put it together. He had four touchdowns last week. Um, You know, I'm really excited on where this is going to be and how it's going to shape up. How many quarterbacks do you think you're going to see this weekend? You're not going to see four. No,
1: I, I anticipate three. I mean the three that we've we, we've been talking about uh, throughout. Camp. I think maybe the third game you might see Al, Doken, but yeah, I think they have to figure out some things about these quarterbacks. So I think uh, you're going to see just three this week.
0: So Kenny Boyle, Ken Boyle says, "My preseason wish is no injuries." Yeah, of course that is number one with me too. That's what we want to see. But the title of the show is interesting. It's titled Preseason Incomes Versus Outcomes. So that might be a little confusing to you. And I was, uh, Tony got it right away when I came up with this. But when I'm talking about outcomes, Tony, to you, at the end of these games, does the final score matter to you?
1: No, not at all. Uh, it, it, it's it's just, as you said, it's about, you know, other things besides that evaluation uh, of players and, and units. Uh, the the score doesn't really matter unless it's a, something where maybe the, the first team from the other team dominates thoroughly the uh, first team of the Steelers. That might be concerning somewhat. But even then, it, it's, to me, there's just so much that, it's missing from a preseason game, from a, a planning and, and uh, game plan standpoint. So it, it, it hasn't mattered to me for, for, for a number of years. I
0: think the one game, and we're going to talk about games that uh, we remember in the preseason that had an indelible impact on us. I think one game from recent memory that really bothered me was the Green Bay game. They had just, I was excited because they had just signed Chris Boswell. and. They played Thursday night. I was at Jeff Hartman's house watching that game. And we were actually watching on the computer. And because I didn't have access to it. So I'm there and they just got shrouded. It was like 47 to something. And it was (laughs) week two, but it it just didn't feel right. Something just felt off. And that that whole season was, uh, was full of promise, but it was off. It just wasn't right. And it kind of foreshadowed the whole thing. But you're absolutely right, Tony. When you're looking, when you're talking about incomes, what you have incoming, what you have as far as what's coming out of the players, what those position battles look like, it's what you're getting out of the preseason games. It's not the wins and losses, because I think they were zero and five in 1974 and won the whole shebang, right? And the, yeah, yeah, they had five preseason games back then, and yeah, six. They they had six back then. Sometimes, yeah,
1: I think I went. I think it went from uh, six to four. It's after they changed the uh, after they went from fourteen to sixteen.
0: You know, you could find this on YouTube. There's actually it was it was only a half worth because they only played a half. But it used to be that the winner of the NFL would go ahead and play college All-Stars in a preseason game. And the Steelers played college All-Stars, I think it was 1976, when they went ahead and did that. It was in Chicago, and then they just, it was raining so hard. But I remember trying to watch that (laughs) on YouTube a couple years ago. Now I want to go look for that again. But I don't know how long that happened and how many games they played, but I know they did win that game. I mean, the college All-Stars never won that game. But I'd love to see that now. In fact, I'd like to see it a little different. I'd like to see the team that gets the number one pick, the worst team, take on college All-Stars.
1: And see what happens. Yeah, or maybe the, I guess they wouldn't want to do it, but like the the winner of the national championship, just to see how close they are as far as uh, talent. How fun would that be? Oh, my gosh. Because they, they say it every year. This team's so bad, Alabama would, would beat it. You know, we, we maybe get a chance to, 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 to see for sure.
0: So, you know what? All right. This is where bad goes off on tangents. And Tony and I were talking about how often I do that. Um, he doesn't think I do it as much as I do, and I know I do it. So, we were just talking about that today. But what if they did this? Right after the national championship game, you play the team with the number one pick. So, Jacksonville's not doing anything.
1: Right. So,
0: say last year it's Georgia. And with Georgia, the very next week, they they still have the team together. They go and play Jacksonville in an exhibition game. It's like the Pro Bowl. Well, we'd probably
1: see Jacksonville every year, and that would suck. But (laughs) how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. And I think think Jacksonville would have an incentive because you don't want to be the team that loses to the college team. Regardless of how bad we might think Jacksonville is, they're still an NFL team, so uh, they'd want to prove to everybody, look, we're not going to lose to these. They might be the national champions, but we're not going to lose to them. Sorry. And they're going to pull out all the stops. Maybe. I'd I'd love to see how, how they'd react to that. All right.
0: When bad becomes commissioner and I am officially throwing my hat in the ring to replace Roger Goodell. That is going to be one of the things on my list to get done. How about that? That would be absolutely cool.
1: I'm already putting it in the suggestion box.
0: So the other thing that I'm doing and I, I wrote about it. And I wrote about it because a lot of people were in Tony mentioned this, how disappointing it was over the weekend that people went down to see the, the Steelers this weekend and the rain sent them away. And we have, we have state of the Steelers, our man, Daniel J. He was there this week in Texas, but if he was a day late, he wouldn't have seen them at all. Um, Kevin Smith took his family from New Jersey. Big Brosco was there last week. They made a pilgrimage and mm-hmm. you don't get to see it. So what I said in my article is like, yeah, okay, they lost those games. That's why I want the Steelers on HB's hard knocks. So that's the other thing I'm going to do. They're going to be on hard knocks every year. And don't say it's going to be a distraction.
1: Oh, Everything's
0: God. a distraction. You know what? Look at what's on Steelers.com. There's so much content. Yep. On Steelers.com with them doing shows, my gosh, Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry, who I love together, they have this show grilling and chilling. Mm-hmm. They had Marcus Allen on over the weekend. I think they, they're putting a pack of hot dogs on the grill, but they're not taking it out of the uh the package, which I, yeah. I just don't know how that da- works. I don't know why Fryermuth is on the show because Gentry doesn't let him talk. Probably what <laughs> I'm doing, probably what people accuse me of doing to Tony.
1: Um, so. I never but, knew he had such a personality. I, I I'm enjoying it. He has sort of like a cocky heel personality. I like Gentry. At least, yeah, at least on the show, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's th- those guys are are a lot of fun together, and I they're rooming with Mitch and Mason. Okay, that's that's who they're rooming together in training camp. I mean, that's a, they were talking about that the other day on. Uh, on what Ian's talking about, how that's the, uh, I guess the cool guy suite, but the party suite to me would probably be the wide receivers.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The,
0: that's who I want to hang out. I would actually see, I would be more at home though. Probably. Who would you room with Tony? Cause I'd probably at home with Hayward and Watt.
1: Uh, Hayward and what? Um, I'd probably want to hang out with the, uh, the linemen, you know, at this point in my life, one of the offensive linemen, because they would probably be no, no nonsense. They'd probably want to go and go to sleep. And that's where, that's, that's the point I'm at in my life. I, I don't want any uh, shenanigans in the room. So probably uh, one of the offensive linemen. Okay, see, I could see me hanging out with uh, de-
0: the defensive linemen probably a little bit more or linebackers. You know, uh, I, I could probably see me hanging out with them, but there's a part of me that, that sees me hanging out with the tight ends too. I think I, I could definitely hang with, with, uh. you know, guys like Friarmuth and Gentry remind me of some of the guys I hung out with in college anyways. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I could definitely see me doing that, but then again, I get along with everybody. So if, if they just let me in the dorms, if they want a 50 year old fat guy to hang out with them, <laughs> I'm their man. How about that?
1: I think it'd be a, a great, great uh, experience. Maybe we could teach them some life lessons. We've been around a lot long, longer than them. We could teach them some life lessons. Yeah, I, I, I guess we could.
0: Um, Fred Kathy Eshelman um, mentions guys. Remember Jack Delaplane, a real bright spot. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Yeah, we talked about him at the beginning of the show briefly. We lost him last week, and he surfaced a little bit over the past couple years because something really interesting. Tony are you familiar with the legend that is uh, George Staggerwald in Pittsburgh George Staggerwald Yeah um, no I'm he's not a broadcaster he's um from what I understand no. he's uh no
1: no not George
0: I'm sorry let me say that Rick Staggerwald um, Is that the
1: the, the musician
0: now he's the boxer and boxer promoter he's yeah. the guy that he and his brothers would sneak into Three River Stadium all the time, and then they snuck into the Super Bowl. And he posed as he posed as Rick Moser. There's a <laughs> show on, I think it's on Peacock. It's uh, something like True Stories from Ed and Randall. And if you don't know who Ed and Randall is, you actually do. Randall Park is is a great comedic actor, um, Asian descent. He was on the show Fresh Off the Boat. He was, uh, he's on Young Rock with The Rock. He has been on on so many things, and of course, uh, you've got Ed. Uh, Why, wow. my gosh, I lost his last name from The Office. Ed Helms. Uh, Ed Helms. How did I lose that? Gosh, and and so they are they host this show, and this is a true story. And they actually interview him. Bradshaw was in it. But he actually snuck in in Miami to the Super Bowl. He got on the field. He snuck into the locker room. And Jack Delaplane. people were asking Jack Delaplane about it. He's like, yeah, I I mean, because of our numbers, I was 35. He was 39. I was a couple lockers down. And I just sat looking at it going, wow, I can't believe this guy's doing it. And I just got my mouth shut. But the guy (laughs) did it. He pulled it off. So go ahead and Google that. Um, Rick's getting some play that show just came out this year he's been on some interviews it's a really fascinating story and it's a true story and Jack backed it up and actually I completed it a a couple weeks ago and it's probably going to be out on one of my more you knows there's going to be a link to it on one of my more you knows and I know you like that, that show I'll find out which one it is and um, you can go ahead and look at it in the uh, in the queue. I could sh- I could show you where to find it, Tony, for a sneak peek. For everyone else who had to check it out, I I have a clip from that show in there and uh, some information on that. And I actually have a clip of the Jack Delaplane interview too. So I'm check
1: it out. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that now. I can't believe yeah, I guy pulled it pulled that off.
0: It's a half hour show. I, I haven't watched the other ones, but just the fact that it was about the Steelers, you know, it's I. I remember watching it one night, and that was the very first episode, too. So um, really fun stuff. The stuff that goes on in preseason now, we're talking about the locker rooms. That pales in comparison, Tony, to what happened way back when, back in the day. You know, definitely. I mean, those guys were sneaking out all the time. They were, they were mm-hmm. going out. They were getting in trouble. That, that really doesn't happen,
1: happen now. And when it does, it's a crisis. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a crisis when it happens nowadays. Uh, somebody goes, you know, gets caught out partying or something. Oh, but back then hey. those stories are legendary. All right, I'm going to do
0: something that I don't usually do. Um, Richard Simsick doesn't like what we're talking about. I don't understand. It's training camp, and what are you talking about? Nothing that we care about. I'm out. Well, we, I believe, we talked about Mitch Trubisky. I believe different things. Um, this is uh, this is a fun show, so I, I'm sorry, but if you stick around, we are going to be talking a little bit more about what's going on this weekend in this game. George Teston brings up this. You can check out the Sports Archive channel for the 1975 College All-Stars versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Check that out. So we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, so we... We did lose Richard. Richard, come back. You know, I think you'll enjoy us. Sometimes we get off track, but that's what makes us stand out. But we've got 21 other original shows, and they talk a little bit. I think you might like that as well. So uh, I'm not going to make fun of you for not understanding us. But hey, if you give us a chance, I'm like mold. I grow on you, buddy. Um, So there you go. So, I, I guess we we do have to uh, talk more about current stuff, even though I, I think we did, Tony. If I'm not yeah. mistaken.
1: Well, I mean, to make sure you feel any better, I'll say this: this Saturday's game is going to be one in the trenches. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's not the best analyst in the game for nothing, folks. Tony Defio. Well, I mean, I, I did my research on the uh, on the Seahawks, and I'm really confident that the Steelers' offensive line can dominate. And of course, you know, the defensive line, best in the business, they're going to, they're going to, you know, penetrate and stunts and everything. And and whoever their quarterback is, will have no chance here. Here's the bottom line. This is when you look at this, this game and
0: we're talking about incomes versus outcomes. The score doesn't matter, but what matters is who you want to watch. Now, I know for a fact that, you know, Dave Schofield, he's an offensive line guy. He's going to watch offensive linemen. Me, like a lot of people, I'm going to be watching the defensive backs. And I'm going to be watching the quarterbacks. I know we're not going to see all of these guys, but the formula has changed. And the formula just changed, is changing this year, too, for how these guys play. Tony, do you remember way back when you first started watching the Steelers in preseason? I think mine was 1980 when I first really started paying attention to preseason. Right. Oh,
1: yeah. 1982 and, or 1980 as well. And so one of the things that happened
0: back then, there, there were four games. There was five if they played in the Hall of Fame game. And you saw a lot of the starters back then. Right. You saw, I mean, it's now it seemed like game four yeah. was pretty much a, a regular season game that was their tune-up you might see those guys for three quarters you might see those guys for the whole game and that's where uh i remember back in 87 that's against the giants
1: yeah i was, I was gonna say that i was just gonna say that that's uh, that's amazing go ahead <laughs>
0: okay you finish it see see if we're talking about the same thing i think we are
1: somebody yeah. get hurt well, I don't know if I, I can't remember if anybody got hurt, but I do remember it being an intense game, and the Giants were the defending Super Bowl champions, and they won. The Giants won on a last-second field goal, I think. And you could see Phil Simms on the sideline, like sighing in relief, like "Oh, thank goodness we we pulled this out." And you know, you would never see that today, I don't think. I remember
0: watching that with my dad and my friends before I went out with my friends. I was I was fifteen at the time, and I was allowed to go out and uh, and do some stuff. I remember watching that. Um, So I'm actually wrong on the date, though. I I remember watching that game. It was 88 when Mike Webster got hurt. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, oh, my gosh, the streak's over. I mean, Iron Mike, because Iron Mike never went down. No. (laughs) But now they don't play those guys. You're not going to see those guys. Just like this year, we don't want to see anything. We don't want to see anything out of number 22.
1: Oh, Maybe no. if, he,
0: if I see him for a series, if I don't see him at all, I'm happy.
1: And I think with I, him,
0: I, him getting banged up, you know, he got banged up. So mm-hmm. I get it. Um, So I don't really want to see it. Tony,
1: what's your thoughts on that? I don't think Najee Harris should play a snap in the preseason. I, I think, you know, you know what you have in him. Uh You want to preserve him because he's going to be such a big part of the offense this year. With, you know, they're going to rely on him so much. And we know how much McCombs loves to to uh, run. They're his running backs, so the wheels fall off, right? So I, I don't. I don't want to see him. He, he doesn't have to prove anything at all. He, he doesn't need his. Uh, he doesn't need to shake off any rust. Just, just uh, get your rest there, Najee, and and do your thing in, in training camp, and and uh, be hundred percent healthy by the time the season starts.
0: But does he need his timing with his offensive line?
1: Um, I mean. I, I like say say he played in in the second preseason game, the quote unquote dress rehearsal game. Well, by the time and he doesn't play at all after that. By the time the season starts, I mean, is he going to have the timing? Is, is it going to be gone again? You know, so I don't even know if it, if it if it if it's going to matter uh, at, at all by the time the season starts because you know there's, there's usually a pretty big break uh, between the dress rehearsal game and, and the first real game. Because you know. You know
0: me. We've been doing Tony, you and I have been doing this together since 2017. Right. So this is 17 18 19 20 20. We're going into our 6th season together. I know. Which which is just crazy. I mean, besides my wife, you're my longest relationship besides my wife. I think and, well,
1: uh you're my longest relationship then if you're going to if we're going to compare relationships, then you're definitely <laughs> my longest cuz the longest I've had uh, romantically is like 4 years. So yeah, this is uh, a <laughs>
0: Wow. So you complete me Tony. Um but, but what I'll say about that is you know that what have I complained about incessantly over the last few years it's been Ben Rafaelsperger hardly getting any action. I wanted him to get more. And I knew it's a double-edged sword. I knew it was a risk, but timing's a big thing when you're not when you're not getting anything together until like week three or four. And, and recently it seems like they got, they've gotten off to s- slow starts.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean, it, it would all depend on, on, on how they, as you said, they've changed how they've done the preseason, you know, the, the, the formula over the last three or four decades. I mean, the eighties, as you said, the, the last game was a tune-up game and then they went right into the season. Whereas now, or it's, the way it's been for how, forever now is the, the, the next to last preseason game is the uh the tune up game and even when they do play in that game the starters they only play what what did Ben play maybe three series and then he was out so you know uh by the time by the time he you know the season starts then and, and your timing's off again so you see, I think go ahead. Oh I'm
0: all I was gonna say is you know, the formulas changed again this season. Well, it changed last season for everybody else, but not for the Steelers because the Steelers and Cowboys had four preseason games because of that Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Now it's Jacksonville and the Raiders that have that four preseason games. And those, those teams probably definitely need it. Um, I was thinking that three preseason games is awesome, but now that I look at it a different way, I kind of want that fourth preseason game. you don't know what you got until it's gone because I think you need to find out who everybody is and it's in pads in front of an audience. It's simulating the real thing that really gets it done. But for me now with the Steelers playing that third preseason game, that's their new tune-up game. That's what kind of happened. If you remember last year when they played the Carolina Panthers in the last game, they kind of got beat up, but it was it was apples to oranges because they had the Steelers hardly had anybody playing in that game, and turn around and the Panthers had their starters for basically little more than wow. a half.
1: Oh, uh, so is that is that how it's going to be? I didn't know that. So I, I assumed the second game would be the the, the dress right. rehearsal. So, so now it's going to be the last game. Yes, the dress oh, rehearsal okay. is now going to be the last game again.
0: But they've got a week off then there is a week off cuz if you look at it they're playing the weekend of the 11th or 12th or whatever that is that week they're playing on the 13th so they're going to play 13th 20th and 27th and the next week there's no preseason game whatsoever right because they're not ending on a thursday like they they have for the last 15 20 years now um they're going so there's going to be a weekend without football and that's going to be Labor Day weekend. But even though they didn't play on Labor Day weekend the last few years, you had football because that was the cutdown game day, day. And that Thursday of Labor Day weekend was your was your final game. So that's uh, that's why it's changed so much. So that extra week, so they've got a week to rest there too. So when you mentioned, you know, you know, a tune up, do they get rusted that next week? Yeah, it's it's kind of a buy before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm interesting, interested to see how that works. Cause that really didn't happen last year.
1: Yeah. That's, it, it, that's, I didn't know that when you, when you put it that way, I, then, 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 but still, um yeah, they're going to, they're going to have their, their they're going to get their work in that last game. But like you said, it's, it's, there's a two-week layoff, so the the rest could build up again by the time the season. And the, and the timing could get be affected by the time the season starts. So, but um, I'm inter- I'm going to be interested to see how 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 long they play in that third game. Are they going to play uh, a half, or are they could play the whole thing, um, or or are they could play a like you know? F- so that's that's going to be the interesting part because <clears throat> I know the the old dress rehearsal game. It would, it would be a half for most of the starters, and then they would start removing them but uh, this year it might be, maybe it'll go longer into into the, uh, into the second half. Cause
0: I will say this, the one good thing about it is because the last 10 years, that last game just became the race to the uh, practice squad and the, Mm -hmm. uh, the 53 man roster. And that was just for the bubble guys. Now that last game is uh, for a whole lot more. So, you know, with that, Tony, With that, Tony, it's going to be a little more interesting to see how everything shakes out. Who's most important to you to see? I mean, we're going to be having shows on this. The Scobros are going to be talking about this tomorrow night. But for Tony Defio, you mentioned the offensive line. But if you had three or four Steelers that you definitely have your eyes on because you just haven't, haven't formed an opinion on where they are and who they are just yet. Who are those four or
1: five? Uh, well, uh, obviously, the, the obvious would be Trubisky. I, I just want to see how, how he's evolved um, after the four years in Chicago and and, and sort of the redshirt year last year, so to speak, in, as the backup in, in Buffalo. So I want to see him because I think he's going to be, unless he really, really stinks it up in the preseason, he's going to be the starter. I think that they're determined that he's, he's going to start in week one. So I, I want to see what he looks like um also i, I want to see i want to see something like the, the marvin leal I, I saw him uh getting a lot of praise on monday uh, on twitter uh and you know people like uh, jeffrey benedict benedict are really high on him and, and uh, i want to see what he looks like uh obviously i want to see kenny pickett because you know he's the future um and i mentioned george pickens i think you know he has a chance to be a stud and i i, I want to see where pat Frymuth is after Year one. I'm not even sure if he's going to play this week because he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. But if he does get in there, I want to see uh, how he, you know, what kind of chemistry he has with uh, Trubisky or whoever his quarterback is. And I'm going to see how much he's evolved from last year because, I mean, last year he looked like he had, you know, he was heading towards superstardom. You know, he looks like a really super talented, athletic tight end, and I just can't wait to see how he evolves from year one to year two. And I'll just have one more, and and, and that's for you know, I want to see where Dan Moore is. Uh, I don't really play, play close attention to the offensive line, but I know a lot of people do, and I, I wanna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see people like KT Smith and you know the people who know football have to say about Dan Moore after after this preseason game. One guy
0: I want to see, and it's
1: one I expect to be
0: great. It's I can't wait to see James Daniels in a Steelers uniform. Mm-hmm. He he just seems to be the next anchor of that line, the next star of that line. I mean, gosh, we've been spoiled. We've had stars on that line. I mean, we had four stars on that line. Oh yeah. Not that long ago, and one guy that wasn't even a pro bowler but really should have been was Big ragu Oh
1: gosh, yes.
0: Ramon Foster, probably one of my steal- favorite Steelers. And but he he didn't care. He didn't have to be a pro bowler. He was the voice of that team. He was the player rep. And that's how that's how much leadership they had on that team. I'm looking for leaders to emerge. I'm hoping James Daniels is one of those guys to become a leader um, and be a mouthpiece. They lost one of their mouthpieces and one of their leaders in the locker room, Zach Banner, cause he just wasn't healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have some, I don't even know, has, I don't think Zach has, uh, has popped up on a roster either.
1: Tony. No no he's still uh, unsigned yeah it's a shame that uh he really hasn't gotten the chance after that knee injury at acl in week one of 2020 uh, he looked like he was heading uh towards uh having a decent career and now he's, he's still trying to find a new home i'm
0: hoping that uh richard stuck around because we really are talking um really about the Steelers. I'm going to bring up some uh, correspondences here, though. Hey, Bad and Tony, do you all do a 53-man roster? Re- Reginald Rivers, Reginald, good friend of us here. We actually don't. And one of the reasons we don't, everybody else does. Right. And you could read, and really the best ones done in the network would be Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman, who will do it every week. They'll, they'll go ahead and do that every week on the editorial side. Dave will talk about it. Make sure you're checking out of that editorial side for all of the stuff that you get here because you, you're going to get more. You got the breaking news here, but you're going to definitely get it first thing on the editorial side as well. Um, Art Mickletree. tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we keep Pickens from imploding? I'm almost thinking that I think I really think that his reputation, Tony, is a little more than uh, exaggerated than what we think. I think he's got the bad boy image, but I don't think he's the bad boy that that everybody expects him to be. What do you think, Tony?
1: Well, I mean, you know, most of his issues occurred on the field, you know, fighting uh, with uh, opposing players. And you would hear these you would read stuff from these anonymous, anonymous scouts saying he was in, he was enabled. He was he was he said for diva status they wouldn't provide any examples of why he was like that so i i don't tend to, to put any stock in that i mean they said bad things about jerome bettis's attitude before he came to pittsburgh and he was the ultimate team player team captain so uh to me uh what's, what some what somebody shows me is more important than the things I, I i hear about him and he's a young guy and and i'm just excited about him
0: well, the word on the street is that Tony Defio is a big party man, and here we just had a revelation that he's not in the clubs, he wants to hang out with the offensive linemen and go to sleep.
1: Exactly right, I'm a, I'm a man of routine, and I like to be social, I'm a very social guy, but when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep, and I don't, I don't want anybody uh, uh, keep me up to 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see, um... Before he left, Richard did ask us, "How do you guys feel about Trubisky being the starter?" I've been on record saying that that's kind of the plan. I'd like them to go with. I'd I'd like to keep the keep Pickett um, from being exposed, not exposed for what he is, because I think he is the real deal. I just think the, those first three games, tough defenses. Um, we've seen, and this is something that I'm taking from Big Brosco. Uh, Big Brosco said, Hey, do you remember what they did? The Cleveland Browns did their quarterbacks, why they've been through like 51 quarterbacks in the last 30 years. There's a reason, and the reason is because they just throw those guys to the wolves, and you have a guy in Mitch Trubisky where you don't have to, uh, throw them to the wolves so there you go with that um also george Teston obviously knows something about the uh what we were talking about and uh with getting players injured in the preseason didn't the steelers get mike Krusik injured in a preseason game i'd like to know more about that because i do not know and that could have been in the college all-star game do you know anything about that
1: no, but I mean, I mean, that's if if he got injured. I mean, that's not that unusual. I mean, he's he he was a backup, so he's going to be in the preseason. So there's certain players that you can't you can't sit everybody. So uh, I'm not shocked that he was injured. Uh, maybe it affected them during the regular season at one point when if Bradshaw went down. But but uh, I mean, if he got injured, I, I, they didn't get him injured. There's a difference between Mike Kruzak. that I, I forget to say how you say him getting Kruzak. injured and say. Yeah, Krusik. Then uh, say uh, uh, Mike Webster, as you mentioned earlier. Those are two very different things. Um, Brian Brown, I love this question: Is a seahawk
0: and a seagull the same thing? I know it's a dumb question, but you never learn if you don't ask. Now, Dark Storm jumped in and helped him out with that. A seahawk is a bird of prey. A seagull is a rat with wings. Yeah, a, a seagull is they're they're just they're just like party guys. A Seahawk is there for business, man. He's, he's (laughs) kicking, he's kicking your butt. Do you you know anything about
1: ornithology? I do not. I I could say things, but it would be wrong. (laughs) I just learned ornithology
0: recently. So, um, I think that's the study of birds. I hope it is. If not, then I'm talking about something that I don't know. I could be the study of Orrin Hatch. I don't know. (laughs) Um, may he, may he rest in peace. Um, now, Daredevil, I didn't see this. Seahawks aren't a real thing. It's referred to as the Osprey. But there
1: you go. So
0: the, I have heard that, that. that That's actually an Osprey on their helmets.
1: The and Seattle so, Ospreys against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it, it wouldn't sound the same. It wouldn't be the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. So there you go. Daredevil Jer, bringing the heat. I love it. That's awesome. The Cuda 70. Um, He was asking a little bit about this last week. We get five primetime games. I have cable, but one game is listed on Prime TV. What is that? I uh, get used to Prime TV because they have the Thursday night lineups, and that's Amazon Prime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Aikman's there, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah, I believe he, I believe he's with that network. He left Fox.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, Amazon Prime is going. They're going to have those Thursday night games. So that's... Uh, you can get amazon prime free i believe or oh, i know we pay for amazon prime but i now i can't remember uh but everybody should be able to uh to see that um let me bring this up from jared Devil. i think this is really interesting after missing one route he caught the next four including a couple of combat catches he stared at Minka and others who gave him grief and said, don't say crap with serious face. Jeff Hawthorne on Pickens, man, he's bringing it.
1: Yeah. And he's sticking he's not, up for himself afraid. too. He's not afraid.
0: Interesting. Interesting. George backs that up now. Um, Kruzek played for the college all-stars when they played the Steelers ah, out of Boston okay. College and they got him hurt. Oh my goodness. That's and then they they drafted them too. Um What do you guys think will be the most surprising outcome of this season, Tony? The most surprising outcome of the regular season, or maybe mm. it's
1: just the game uh, of uh, the the first preseason game. Well, I think the one that I am for weird reasons, Mason Rudolph goes off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a, a story? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think that would be great. Look, I'm rooting for Mason. Oh, me too. I'm uh, just me says I'm hoping Mason starts preseason since that might be mean, since that might mean he's not playing in the regular season. <laughs> I've uh, all I care about is that Mason, I mean, man, Mason could be the savior for the season.
1: Wouldn't that be something? I mean, That's why sports is the best
0: reality TV. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Things don't work out the way you expect. So there you go. So we're we're getting more just me is also saying Seahawk is fictional not a real bird. Um but I guess is that does that mean it's a nickname for the osprey. And an osprey is a freshwater bird of prey. Ospreys don't sound like badasses but they actually are. You know what's another bird that's a badass that you would never know because of the name? What's that? The blue jay. Really?
1: The How so? Jay's a,
0: the blue blue jays like like one bad mama jamma. I mean, they're they're like ornery and they'll kick hmm. your butt. I mean, I heard that they're they're a mean bird, but you just don't you just don't think about it because a blue jay. I mean, look at the blue jay the mascot for the blue jay i'm not talking about the guy in the suit just on their hats it just looks so serene and and it looks like the wimp of ornithology and then it's good that but and then it's a a giant butt kicker i mean it's small it's it's tiny but but blue jays are are dicks <laughs> from what i understand i did not know that <laughs> Eric Askew says same with Steely McBeam <laughs> you know what so I was watching an old game the other day and I'm off on a tangent we're at the end of the show but I I'm off on a tangent and it's really funny so the mascot that they had do you remember the mascot they had in the 80s running around it didn't have a name He was he when I was dressed like a terrible towel yeah there's a terrible towel mascot yeah. And I'm looking at this thing, I'm watching the Buccaneers and the Steelers from 83. And surprisingly a good game actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching this yellow thing, Terrible Town, I, I turn around and I, it's, it has two eyes. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a minion. <laughs> the Steelers created the minions in my mind. So I, I, think, I think the Rooney family has a right to a, a right to use a minion as their mascot free because or they should get royalties from the minions back to the uh b- back to bird talk um george Teston brings this one up and i i think this is great because i don't care that we're going off topic because this is fun i heard okay, that the hummingbird size for size are vicious birds imagine that beak coming at you now a hummingbird seems like a nice little dude you know like here little bird come here you want to pet it that's going to and it's a little jerk
1: yeah
0: my gosh i i really feel i really feel like uh i don't know my birds now the whole bird world i mean i know gosh i know i was scared to death when I in, uh, my gosh, I was in seventh grade. We had to read the birds. Oh,
1: we're, oh gosh.
0: We're like, um, or a person, a portion of it in my lit class, and it scared the bejeebers out of me. And I had a dream that, that birds were attacking my, my schnauzer.
1: Oh, God. I, I, I can't watch that movie. <laughs> or,
0: I, <laughs> and I, my, uh, brother in law from my first, marriage was afraid scared to death of birds and i never thought about that and and i know on a big bang theory sheldon's afraid of birds um but i was never that afraid of birds but now i I just feel like my image of birds has changed now that the blue jay is a bad dude there's no such thing as a seahawk um because just me says they invented the seahawk picture after the looks of ospreys but there's no real seahawk um, <laughs> Jerry. Cherry just said, "Bad's life is an Alfred Hitchcock movie." It very well could be. It it very well could be. Yep. Um, now the, the the hummingbirds won bad apple now, so I
1: I don't know what to think. I think they I should think go at it. Blue sh- Jason Hummingbird, just just see who's the uh, king of the. Uh, then the you get what Tony. I
0: love you, man, but we can't do that. Then we're
1: in Michael Vick territory. Well, I mean, I, I'm be- not saying we, have, I say they should settle their beef with each other. I'm, we have nothing to do with it. We're just, I'm just saying, you know, they're they're both badasses. They're both small. Somebody's got to, uh, somebody's got to come out on top there. They have, they have to claim their territory. Hey,
0: I, you know, Tony, I'm going to have to suspend you if I find out that in your apartment, you're having bird fights. I'm just saying well, I'm I'm, not allowed to I affect, might have to suspend so. you as the podcast producer.
1: Well, I understand that. Uh can I appeal? Yeah, you you probably could. I mean,
0: Deshaun Deshaun Watson got it down to six games. So uh, <laughs> I mean, we might only suspend you for for like three minutes of a show if if that's the case. Okay, Tony, let's get on out of here. All what right. do you have going on this week? Any anything interesting on the article side? Oh, I know it's always interesting. What do you have going on?
1: Well, well I'm going to talk about uh, how it's hard to be surprised by uh, underdog people anymore. because Everybody's so comprehensive with their coverage. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the preseason and uh, whether it's any better now or worse than it was years ago when we were kids. Uh, probably some some stuff about Mason Rudolph and, you know, the quarterbacks, um, you know, and George, you know, all kinds of stuff. What about you?
0: Nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm doing nothing. No, actually, I'm, I'm going to start my new series that you're going to have every week, and it's going to be about the Steelers and the Seahawks and their history and the most memorable games in that world known as Seattle v. Pittsburgh. I could guarantee you one of them, um, circa 2006, is going to be on there. So, uh, So, you know, check that out and we're going to have that every single week. And we're actually going to have two of them, like when they're playing the Bengals, since they play them twice. Well, we're going to have at Cincinnati games, the most memorable at Cincinnati games, and the most memorable Bengals games in Heinz Field. Same thing for the Ravens, same thing for the Browns. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to start that out this week. So now that I said it, I guess i got to get it done.
1: That's right. I I have faith in you.
0: Hey, the season is starting, my friends. For me, the you know, training camps awesome, but it starts when they kick off that first preseason game. It's for real, it's the deal. I love it. Make sure you go back and check Let's Ride out this morning. Great show. Also, tomorrow morning, you're gonna have a new episode of Jeffrey Benedict on the from the cutting room floor and fantasy football nerds. I'm one of them. You got to check out the fix because they're going to tell you who the busts are for a certain position group. Maybe two of them, maybe quarterbacks and wide receivers. Guys, you might want to stay away from Andrew Wilbur and Jeremy Betts. They know their stuff. And then it's the Scobro show tomorrow night. And that's going to be the five things to watch and the five players to watch for in the preseason. It's going to be really great. We love everybody in the live chat, even the ones that don't stick around that that don't like me anymore. I get it. Um, there's a lot of people that that just don't get the essence that is bad, and I'm cool with it. For those of you that stuck around, for some reason, you get me, and I appreciate it. And you always get Tony because there's nobody that doesn't love Tony. Tony's oh. every T- Tony, every you're everybody's favorite.
1: Okay, That's why you're I'll a
0: BTSC it. Hall of Famer. I'm not, not you yet. are
1: not yet. I,
0: I don't think it exists anymore, so I, can't, uh. I can not I could never be one. And I'm fine with that. I like to be the also-ran. But with that being said, we need you to do three things, and we're going to ask for that now. One is to stay safe. We need you with us. Two, stay true to yourself. Man, whatever version of you God chose for you, that's who we need you to continue to be. That's why you are loved, and that's why you are a valuable part of BTSC Nation don't stop being you. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And I've got to tell you this, just when you think that you, my friends, have all of the answers, something happens, Tony. We keep changing the questions. Indeed we do. Shannon, we hope to see you soon. But with that being said, woo!